Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 90 or 90 day countdown to Easter. I'm Evan, your host for today's episode. Hey, here's a question for you. When do you most often hear the word miracle these days? Often, it's spoken as a reference to the miracle of childbirth or to a grim medical diagnosis that suddenly turns positive. One of the most unique applications of the word miracle seems to be on Saturdays in the fall, when inevitably a college team pulls out a victory out of nowhere in the last seconds. It's hard to necessarily credit a blocked field goal to the divine, but it does make me wonder if God might be an Alabama fan. In the Gospels, we see how Jesus' miracles had a purpose. They served as signs that something new had come. But not everyone wanted something new. You see, the religious establishment became angry and, frankly, a little scared. Still, Jesus continued to dole out the miracles, turning water into wine, healing a man born blind, and even bringing the dead back to life. And he did this for a few reasons. First, miracles authenticated that Jesus was God and could access the same power that created the world informed humankind. Secondly, healing miracles demonstrated Jesus's great love for people, all people. Jesus leveraged miracles to show the world, including those debate-frenzied religious types, his priorities on how we are to approach the world, to love others, make others' lives better, and care for the needy. The way we love and care for each other might not be through a miraculous touch like Jesus had, but more through a word of encouragement, or a delivered meal on a tough week, or a bit of wisdom shared over a cup of coffee. In their own way, those can be miraculous moments too. So, how can you and I create a miracle moment this week for someone near us? Hey, if you've got a few more minutes and need a little college football fix, click the button that says 90 Extra to check out a few of those miracle finishes.